I don't know anymore. Please stop making me talk. Please. Please stop making me talk. <laughs>
Well, ladies and gentlemen, the, oh, here we go. Yeah, here comes the sword. That's a Jesus. <laughs> okay, so let me just paint this for you. I'm a boy. I'm an Eagle Scout. So there's this thing called the blood circle. If you can hold the blade out with your arms straight and go around in a circle, nothing or no one should be in that circle. So Damoc's little one is standing right next to him, and he's sitting down. He pulls out the cavalry sword. Mom grabs the little one and pulls her away to avoid Damoc harming someone. Look, don't get next to Damoc when he's drinking and he has swords. It's a bad fucking idea. If you're dumb enough to get close to me, that's your problem. I uh, mean, I know there's laws against using firearms after drinking is anyone aware of anything about using a sword while drinking? Maybe in some old statute, but in the meantime, hopefully Damoc <laughs> doesn't lose an appendage, minor or major. No, I'm good. See, you got all my fingers. I don't give a shit if somebody else loses it. <laughs> well, since we are, well, some of us, since Damoc mentioned drinking, Damoc, what are you partaking in this evening? Raging bitch, but... I get to have a big shout-out to uh, North Carolina, specifically Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and I believe it is Triple C Brewery. I scheduled my flight back so that I can go back through the Charlotte airport, even though I don't like the Charlotte airport all that much, so that I can go back to the same, I think it's like Racetrack Cafe, Raceway Cafe. It was the only place that I had over there that had the Triple C brewery baby maker beer fucking awesome loved it fucking awesome drinking raging bitch because i need to go special order that baby maker but gentlemen try some of that it is triple c brewery out of north carolina uh i've discovered it not last week but the week before last when i was coming back and yeah i had to go back this last week when i was traveling again super excited drink it i want to make a baby after drinking it so tell us about it. What's in the baby maker? I honestly couldn't tell you all that much. It doesn't have a special flavor. It doesn't have a special anything, honestly. It was easy to drink. It was really good. It's just a double IPA, but for whatever reason, the, the buzz that you get off of it was just a good buzz overall. I, I enjoyed it both times that I drank it. It was fantastic. It was one of those, it's not overly impressive, but it was really just there to drink, and I could drink it as an everyday beer, but the buzz is fantastic, especially at 30,000 feet, but yeah. All right. Triple C Baby Maker, right? Yep, Triple C Brewery Baby Maker. I will look into that. Total wine... Here I come, but I've been first. looking for the last couple of minutes. It's I can't even find it. <laughs> no. Well, vintage, sir. What are you partaking in this evening? Well, I figured since it's my first show on in a while, I'd pick something fun. Um, I had sitting in the fridge for the last few months. Um, Deschutes Brewery. Um, I absolutely love these guys, especially with their porters and their darker stouts. But this is their The Abyss 2019 Reserve. Now. I've had a few sips before the show started, and let me just say it is fantastic. But let me just let me just read what they say is in this, and you guys are gonna just you'll you'll taste it before I even explain it. 
It's imperial stout brewed with blackstrap molasses and licorice, dry spiced with cherry bark and vanilla beans, 50% aged in bourbon, wine, and new American oak barrels. <clears throat> yeah, I could taste smooth. that. Yeah, very smooth. Like almost like almost like a shake of some sort. Not a lot of licorice to it, just little notes of it. Mm, not too much licorice, actually. Most of it's just going to be on the sweetness side, but it's extremely smooth. Um, I don't know if I can think of another beer that's that's all that similar to it. Okay. Well, it definitely sounds like a good one if you're into uh, something a little bit sweeter and a little less bitter. Um, well, gentlemen, I'm not drinking tonight. I... Uh, I've decided to go without alcohol for 30 days in an effort to see what the hell uh, benefits this may or may not give me. Uh, so tonight, I am drinking Greenwise lemon-flavored sparkling water. Greenwise is the organic brand name for Publix, and it's basically just carbonated water with a little bit of lemon taste to it. It's good. It's light. It took a while to get used to it because, well, you... You know, it's not lemon-lined soda, so there's no sugar in it. There's no sodium in it, so it's kind of, like, bland. But uh, it grew on me, and I've managed to drink a lot of it over the year that I've been doing it. <clears throat> but uh, if you are into alcohol, uh, before I started this whole stint, I did manage to finish off a bottle of Captain Morgan private stock. Uh, so that... Is a dark rum, and while I'm not a fan of spiced rums, this one is really good. It's very smooth, a lot of molasses to it, uh, and it's just it goes down so easy. It doesn't burn. It's just it's got a great melody, mild blend. Um, if just really stop, wanted. dude. Just stop. I'm going to fucking vomit again, dude. <laughs> you said Captain Morgan's. God fucking damn it, dude. What is wrong Private with stock. You? Private stock's good. No, it's not. On yes, military, it is. No. On military bases, that big-ass fucking half-handle of it is $10. And so you go and buy two of those because it's $10 for those two things. Well, it's 20 bucks to get a handle of it. And then you go and buy a 30-rack of Keystone because that's like $15 without tax. And you drink all that Captain Morgan. You're like, yeah, it's good. And then you drink all that Keystone. And then you just vomit off the third floor of the barracks building all goddamn night. Almost this this sounds a like a very personal story, Damoc. Does this happen to you? Yes, this happens all the time. Go to Fort Hood. No, I'm not going to go to Fort Hood, but private stock will always have a, a safe little space in my heart as, as the first rum I, I drank when I was definitely not of legal age because it was actually smooth enough to go down unlike other liquors my dad had at the time, like scotches and stuff like that. I was It was the only thing I felt comfortable sneaking at that point <laughs> so with the exception of some online liquor store um total wine sells it for 22 bucks for a 750 milliliter so the fact that you got the big one for 10 bucks damn that's impressive it's a military base dude 
we drink, we fuck, we fight, and we smoke a lot of fucking cigarettes, dude. So cigarettes are dirt-ass cheap on military bases. So is gasoline, by the way. So gas is cheap on a military base, cigarettes are cheap on a military base, and alcohol is dirt cheap on a military base. Off post, the 30 rack of Keystone is like 20-something dollars or like $20 even and then add tax to it. On post, it's 15 bucks, no tax. So, by any chance, do they still have cigarettes as standard issue? What do you mean as standard issue? They never issued them to us. Well, they used to issue them like in like World War II. Those were part like candy bars, cigarettes, chewing gum, stuff like that. Was no, they're just heavily, heavily discounted. Probably not so much now. But cigarettes were heavily discounted. And then if you ever deploy, you buy the, and this isn't meant to be racist, but the quote-unquote Haji cigarettes. So you smoke the Miamis at, oh, God, that was so bad. The Business Royals and the Business Royales were the menthol ones. They were two separate brands and spelled almost the same but very different color packaging. Those are 25 cents a pack, $5 a carton, and... Yeah, dude, you just buy a shit ton of those. And if you go to the actual PX, you have to pay $20 a carton for whatever camels because we were smoking the uh, the camel crushes when they first came out in Iraq. And it was $20 a carton at the PX. Holy shit. So I not mean, issued, I... but cheap. They were in rations back in World War II. Blue is not wrong about this. It was, unf- yeah. was four-pack, and they were f- huge. They were almost like... Like mini cigar cigars, almost like not like thicker than a traditional cigarello, even. But it was unfiltered Lucky Strike four packs that would come in Army C rations in World War Two. Oh yeah, man! That. Fuck yeah! But everybody was smoking in World War Two. Shit. Protecting talking about the nineteen nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, into the sixties and seventies. Everyone was smoking. Prevents cancer. <laughs> yep. Hey, but Blue, so you said you're drinking the Publix brand of sparkling water, and I know this is getting uh-huh. really fucking way off topic for shit, but I started drinking sparkling water myself. Yay! And I've been <laughs> drinking the bubbly. We also got the LaCroix, LaCroix, what the fuck you want to call it? Yeah. And damn, dude, this shit's getting expensive because they sell it in, is it eight packs and not even 12 packs, but they're the same price as a 12 pack? So, I got a 12-pack, and I think it goes around 450 So, it's more than Damn. a can of soda. But, um, yeah, the Bubblies come in smaller packs. LaCroix, I think, comes in about the same size. But, uh, yeah, you're looking at, whatever that is, uh, 12 divided by 4. No, that's the other way. Ah, shit. I can't do math right now. For the last Jesus Christ, you haven't even been drinking and you can't do math. But it's okay. You know what? I have been drinking and I can't do math when I'm sober either. So, I'm going to leave that alone. Have you ever looked into one of those soda streams? I, I haven't. I, I have a buddy that um, he's uh, actually used it before. And he says, yeah, it's all right, but at the end of the day, I drink it so much that I think I just need to get a, you know, uh, a CO2 tank and put a line in at this point. 
Um, so I'm afraid that if I go to something like that, then I'm going to think it's dirt cheap and I'm just going to blow through it even faster. Like I maybe have a can a night since I'm doing the podcast. I've got two, but, and even then sometimes I don't have a can. I just drink regular water and it, to me, it's, it's a little different texture. So I don't know if, uh, I don't know, the soda stream, the other thing is, is I don't know much about the flavoring stuff. I don't know enough about this to tell you if it's actually really good for you, but they really don't say much when they say organic natural flavor, do they? So for all I know, I could be killing myself with soda stream, but then again, at that point, I'd probably just take a, a lemon and just squeeze some juice in there. Yeah, it was uh, over the weekend. I was drinking at a buddy's house, and of course, I I bought him a really good bottle of the uh, Japanese gin. And he's got the Soda Stream, and since I started drinking it, he fucking loves it. And I don't know, he's got like that one CO two tank costs fifteen dollars, and it makes sixty liters of fucking uh, carbonated, and you can control how carbonated you want it by how many presses you do, and so all the vodka tonics at his house, with the bitters added, of course, because if you're drinking vodka tonic, you add the bitters to it, uh, were fantastic, dude. Now I gotta get a fucking soda stream because it legitimately fifteen dollars for sixty liters of water. Uh, that's destroying whatever I can buy in the the shopping center. That is, but here's the other thing: aren't those bottles like uh, half liters, or are they full liters? The, you can the, get the little half liters, but you can get multiple half liters if you're going through it a whole bunch. Yeah, and you see, said I'd, you're only drinking one, maybe two cans a day, which is what I'm drinking. Yeah, because, I mean, like, that's the other thing. Like, this is good, but leave it overnight in the in the Yeti koozie, and it's still cold, but it's gone flat as can be. And I, I never liked buying big bottles of soda because you just, like, lose the fizz, like, after so many, you know, openings and stuff. So that's the only thing I'd be hesitant about. Yeah, that's the same struggle with, like, club soda and tonic water for mixing. That's the biggest so, pain in the ass. It makes so much more sense to get the big bottles, but then, like, there's an anti- you, you have, like, somewhat of an anxiety to finish them in, like, four days because it's going to lose its carbonation. <laughs> No, but that's the greatest thing about the little Soda Stream, right? And I, I'm not trying to promote Soda Stream or anything, but yes, it's you that are. little. Don't lie. I, I, I want to because I want them to fucking send me their automatic one, so I don't have to goddamn buy it. This stream sponsored <laughs> by Soda Stream. <laughs> but it's got that. It's that little half liter bottle thing, like yay big or so, and then you just one, two, three presses, and you slap that bitch in the fridge, and you're good. And then once you drink that up and you need another one, you fill it with regular fucking water. You split it one, two, three. That's another half liter you throw in the fridge. So there's no obligation to buy that big ass thing. And that one CO2 tank says it makes 60 liters of water. And it's good until you use up about however many presses that 60 liters of water is. Okay. Well, I, I honestly, if I drank enough of that, I literally would have to stand at the urinal and turn to the guy next to me and tell him that this stream is bought to you by SodaStream. There you go, dude. I mean, I drink two liters of water a day, so it is what it is. I drink fucking that 7-Eleven shit that I get two one-liter bottles for a dollar every day. And then I drink coffee. And then I come home and my my soda is, uh, we switched to sparkling water and 
It's really good, dude. If I stop drinking, I actually lose a bunch of weight and all this uh, bloated facial shit goes away and I look normal. <laughs> it looks good on you, Damoc. It looks good on you. But maybe I will add that to the wedding registry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting ad. <laughs> It's like, oh, we need we need plates and silverware and all these yeah. things. And I need a soda stream, honey. It's really <laughs> fucking important. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to get too selfish about it. It's like all this stuff that we actually do need. But, uh, yeah, it's... You keep telling yourself you don't need a soda stream. It sounds like you do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Before know. you know it, your but... wedding will be sponsored by the soda stream. <laughs> Quite possibly. If you say it enough, they'll hear. <laughs> I don't know. We've said Nintendo a lot, and we still haven't gotten any sponsorship from them. Well, that's also because we don't actually own Nintendo products, except for, you know, all of us. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> they don't need to send to us anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, we already own all of it, and we're already going to fucking bite. And, you know, uh, since this is a, a Games, Nerds, and Alcohol podcast, uh, I am super fucking excited for Animal Crossing New Horizons. I don't give a shit what you guys think. I want to play my little fun management game and get my little town running. You guys are good with Animal Crossing, right? I mean, I have no problems against Animal Crossing. They obviously seem to like Doom and, I mean, Doom's kind of cool. Heavy metal, like, horns up, bitches. I mean, my girlfriend's obsessed with it. She's you, like, wait, wait. You ha- we have the Switch, right? It still works, right? I'm like, yes. And she's like, I need Animal Crossing. When does it release? I'm like, you tell me, honey. I have no idea. <laughs> so, so Damoc, that look on your face means you don't know anything. You've never seen any of the stuff that they've been posting of, like, Animal Crossing and Doom? No, I have not seen any Animal oh Crossing in Doom, and now my world is going to be flipped upside down, and I'm excited, so yes, to Google I go. Okay, so so in the last Doom game, they had the Doom dolls that you could pick up, and you would like you, the Doom guy would hold it in his hand, he'd play with it and whatnot. So there's one video where it's the Doom guy, and he's holding the, uh, what's her name, from Animal Crossing, the, she's a rabbit, right? Ah, shit. Oh, is it that bitch that's in in, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate as well? Yes, that's what's in there. It's like like a yellowish-orange fur. It's very light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate that bitch. (laughs) So so they've got her, and he's like playing with her like she's a doll. Rosalina. There we go, Rosalina. So he's playing with Rosalina. Uh, Email us at Podcast. Um, at GNA and your DNA dot one if we're wrong and tell us why we're wrong. Um, but anyway, so he's holding Rosalina in his hand and like she tickles her and she laughs and then she, he takes her and sticks her on top of his shotgun, his sawed off shotgun, and you see her little tail wag. And there's all other sorts of things where like the Doom guys in like Animal Crossing world fishing, collecting shit, and then they go over to um, Angelina in the Doom world, like slain demons. It's I I can't believe you've never seen this. Like apparently they were like tweeting at each other and stuff. Dude, this is the greatest thing that I've ever Googled. I'm so <laughs> amazed. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could help open up your world, Damoc. <laughs> 
Well, let's get into uh, some state of games now that we've been talking about games. Uh, Vintage, what is your state of games? Ooh, this is a fun one. So I just launched a Minecraft server. Uh, Very lightly modded, uh, mostly quality of life stuff. That's been a lot of fun. But the real thing that's been just purely addicting for me is I finally got my Oculus Quest working with um, my laptop for with Oculus Link. So I've been playing The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. I can only play for like an hour and a half at a time because it's legitimately terrifying. It is the most intense experience I've had in VR. Like, I'll take the headset off and I'm full, I'm sweating profusely. And I'm like, I need to sit down. This, this is intense. <laughs> Have you seen? Shit. Have you guys seen anything from it yet? I haven't. VR has not been a thing that I've been interested in. Um, I remember getting on the Avatar ride, and I I did sweat, but that was a cold sweat, and that was mostly because uh, the motion sickness was starting to take hold and make me, you know, get sick. I didn't get sick off of that one, but I get sick off of Star Tours. Basically, Star Wars ride at Disney, and they stick you in a box, and you rock and move around, and I don't do good with those motions in any situation. So, VR's kind of been like, uh, eh, I don't know if I can handle that, like, without getting sick. So, let me just give you guys a rundown of, like, the couple of the most terrifying moments I've had. Um, I'll give you the first one was actually kind of awesome. So I was clearing a house and the whole game takes place in New Orleans and you're on the streets of it. So you have to like break down doors with your axe and stuff like that to get into these houses. And I, uh, I, I'm entering this one room very carefully. And so the flashlight you get is a survival flashlight. You literally have to take it off your chest and shake it so that it, it keeps its power. So it's starting to flicker as I go into this room, so I shake it, and as I'm moving it across to put it back on my chest, I just barely see the face of three zombies. Full-on shit myself, and I all I have time to do is pull out my revolver, which has five shots in it, and there's four of them. Hit, hit, miss, hit. Gun breaks. And I'm sitting there panicking as I'm looking at this destroyed revolver in my hand, and four dead zombies, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> All of my, most of my scary moments have been the handguns I've picked up just breaking on me, like mid-cylinder <laughs> mid of shots. It's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> the first time I uh, came across actual, like, survivors, like, AI people, they're like, he was, like, trying to rob me for my medicine, so I pulled my gun out. And I quickly tried to, like, quick draw shoot him. I missed every shot, and then the barrel blew up. And I'm sitting there with a broken gun, and he's chasing me with a 9mm, so I'm fucked. <laughs> it's, Damn. It's absolutely terrifying, because you have to loot everything, and then crafting's a heavy portion of it. Everything so you wait, craft What has game was durability. this again? The and Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. And on PlayStation or PC? It is on Oculus. Well, it's it's VR. I think it's on PSVR actually as well. Okay, I was if it's on PSVR, I'm looking into maybe getting the PSVR. I really want the uh, the Valve Index. I'm not touching anything Oculus. Just get a quest. I, I don't know. Nope, I'm telling not you, it's nope. so worth it. It is not worth it. I will not give all the rest of that shit to Facebook. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're lost. I want I I want the the really good one. 
that's actually made by Valve now. So the index yeah. is like a grand. That's why I just didn't want to get it. I and know you're still I, tethered I feel down. You. It hurts. It hurts. You're tethered down to like I think it's three wires or two wires at this point. But with the quest, what care. I like the about the that quest, I want it though, for... what I love about the quest is it's full actual. I it's the headset tracking everything, so you don't have to set anything up in the corners, and it's one cable back to the computer via USB C, which makes it so easy. Yeah, no, I completely understand, and I don't really give a shit about all of that wonderful tracking and room sensor bullshit. The only thing that I want VR for is Elite Dangerous. Everything else can suck a dick compared to Elite. <laughs> are you gonna? Are you gonna make a? I wonder, Damoc, are you gonna make a chair for Elite Dangerous? Oh, I would have so much fun, and then they'd have to pry my corpse out of it. Awesome. Yeah, because I know there's some people who've been doing that with, like, the racing games. The, yeah. I think there's flight simulators on there, too. And they just, like, they make chairs. They're, like... Don't even get me started with the new Microsoft pitch. flight simulator coming out. People are going all out in preparation. There are people selling literal Boeing 747 cockpits that you can buy and put in your house. Like, they literally cut the entire front off, which I think it ends up being, like... Maybe 20 feet by, like, six, maybe 17 feet by, like, 18 feet cubed, something like that. And they're literally, and it has, you can, it's all real board, but they're like, oh, yeah, you can just pull it up and run your wires through it and Velcro that shit down. And it's like, you're, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> the intensity of that. And it comes with, like, monitor mounts so you can put them. They recommend, like, those uh, 32 by 9 ultra-wides. So you can just mount it to the actual window of the 747 cockpit. <laughs> and that's how you're going to go flying. <laughs> Shit. That's a but big that no thank you. <laughs> that at that point, that's just for the entertainment of others. Because, I mean, you're you're seeing everything through the headset. Yeah. Or you don't have to. <laughs> oh, you, you can play it. You could, like, set it up so it's all seen on a screen instead of right here in front of your eyes yeah like, hmm, i did not know that oh yeah well damoc uh what's your uh state of games ah uh, well let's see RimWorld got the big 1.1 update plus it got an actual dlc expansion which i haven't purchased anything from RimWorld since 2016 so of course i had to throw my money at them for the first time in several years and it's been amazing and then i jumped on uh vintage's minecraft server for a little bit it was a realm but now i think it's a server and i i gotta get the information but i've been traveling so sadly i've been gone since monday i just got back uh like 1 a.m this morning and hopefully i'll get some gaming in this weekend I made it real easy for the the server. I think I if you are if you're not already invited to my actual my Discord, that's where I keep all the information in. And then I tried to make it as seamless as possible as possible. I, I took some of the SOP writing that I did when I was in Fort Belvoir <laughs> to to make it so goddamn simple for installation. <laughs> Alright, well send me some installation or uh send me your link to Discord, man. Well, that's cool. Um, I know what that's like, man, when you're not getting that gaming in and you just you want to scratch that itch. I don't know about that oh. rim itch. 
But uh, you can't scratch the room world itch without playing it, man. I've been watching it, sitting in the hotel and watching somebody else. I I watch Decoherent. He's my favorite guy. I've been watching him fucking play Rim World in the hotel. While I'm sitting there just like, oh, I want to play it. Yeah, I I just I've never gotten into Rim World. I don't know if I want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, mostly because I've got all these other rabbit holes that I haven't even gone in yet. Uh, or haven't finished going down. But, I did go back to one of the old rabbit holes. I finally got all of the knight's weapons. Or sorry, the king, the royal arms. Jesus Christ. Mixing up universes here. Sorry. All the royal arms in Final Fantasy fifteen. I finally got all of them. Found them. I thought I was going to have to go through this big ordeal to get one of them. And instead it was literally just go there and grab it. I'm like, why the hell didn't I do this the first time? I mean, this is so bloody simple. And another one, I remember beating the guy. Didn't walk up the right staircase. Missed it. Just completely missed it. And just like, you're kidding me. I killed that sucker. I literally killed him. And he was a pain in the butt when I first played this. And I just didn't walk up the right staircase. Oh, well. Nice. But I got it now. I got it now. So I'm good. Um, I did some of the Pokemon Day... Uh, stuff on this weekend too just to kind of get that going and uh catch catch my charmander and then uh i'm still playing idle rpg i'm about to hit my my hundredth day uh streak today and then after that i don't know if i'm going to continue because i'm tired of dying on missions and what I is idle rpg you it's the thing we were playing and the and the gna's um is that the one where Discord. people are having very lovely gay relationships? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. we were married to someone, and I was married to Co. We had a kid. Oh, shit, dude. Me and Cecil have had, like, four kids already, and they're all dead now. Yeah. I, I've lost a few pets from, like, server issues, and then they rolled back. Like, they, they did this whole big change to add more levels, so they, like, your XP was require requirements were like raised up so you were drop down levels and i'm just kind of like i was like yeah i gotta do this grind back up to where i was and now that i've reached that point i'm kind of i don't know i don't know i keep doing it i mean maybe if i'm on the toilet i want to gamble some more sure yeah you did a lot of gambling that's all I was doing. I got all the way up to like level 17 or 18, somewhere in there, and then they readjusted everything, and I went back down to like level 10. And I was like, okay, but I got to keep my equipment, and then I just never went anywhere with the game. Then I just gambled and gambled and gambled and cheated the fucking, well, not cheating because the system was there, but I just, you know, did the betting shit on the system, made a shit ton of money, bought all the best equipment I could, and then I stopped playing. Well, I just, for my hunt day streak, I got a magic chest, and it was a level 34 pole arm, which is pretty weak. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to keep, like, making it that chore to check it every day. I think I'm going to put that on the back burner. I probably should. But, speaking of Final Fantasy and older games... I know it's a horrible segue. I'm still taking that class, and I just, yeah, folks, you, this is a GNA podcast. You know we don't do segue well. We do it very, very horribly. 
Um, Honestly, so, the best class to take is just watch Linus Tech Tip videos up to the first like 30 seconds. The master of segues, my friend. The master. Even if it doesn't sound like it's going to be a quality segue, it ends up being a quality segue. <laughs> Does he do it while running a segue? Ooh. That could be a future video. It's yes. probably in the works if we thought about it. He's doing everything. <laughs> I expect a shout out to the GNA podcast. Thanks for the idea. Yeah. Because I'm sure no one thought of that horrible joke before. But yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake. They've been talking about this since, oh, I don't know, before God came to this earth or something like that. Uh, I don't know. It's been a long time. I think it's been two years coming or something like that. Final Fantasy VII, they've been talking about this. Maybe a year and a half. But the demos finally out for ps4 and i don't own a ps4 so i haven't played it yet i haven't seen anything of it yet but gentlemen have you played it or seen anything of it damoc what do you got so i played about an hour of the original final fantasy 7 and then when it opened up to the open world i always got lost and never knew where to go from there but i've had plenty of friends a lot of childhood friends that I grew up with, you know, uh, still keep in contact with them in a, a group text message. And they loved the original Final Fantasy VII. They were the first ones that told me when the release date was well over two months ago for the demo. Because uh, they follow all the, the leak sites and all of that for it. And they all have it and they are absolutely loving it. And truly, truly enjoying it. A vast majority of the storyline has not changed. They have tweaked some of it, from my understanding. Um, and they have definitely gone to great lengths to improve the flow of the game. Um, instead of, here's the open world. We were, not, we were just going to be super vague and telling you where to go. Which is where I was like, yeah, fuck this game. I don't give a shit. I, you don't tell me where to go. I can't play. Uh, they've gone to Great Lakes to fix it. The graphics, I've watched a gameplay trailer on YouTube. I haven't played it myself. I'll have to boot up the PS4 and, you know, download it. But So I've heard great things. I'm super excited for it. Um, I, I know a lot of people are super excited for it. I heard some people are pissed off because some of the characters are not the same and the storyline is not quote-unquote exact, but... Yeah, I guess if you're a huge Final Fantasy fan, you should be really excited because it's a, a almost like a re-envisioning of it over a remaster. Alright, as someone who's literally never played a second of the Final Fantasies, to get into it, what do I even need to do? Uh, from my understanding, just play it because... And I've, ta I've asked about this. Yeah, so I've asked about this before. Uh, I think I have no idea where the fuck D went, man. Where the hell is Microbrew? Seriously. He sent me the uh, little handheld, right, with uh, Final Fantasy IV on it. And it was like a, a I don't know, it was a hacked together one. It was really cool. I started playing that. It was a good thing. And the big thing that we've had multiple discussions on, on this show, of course, is... 
each Final Fantasy game is separate from the other. So it's its own story and it's its own arc with its own characters. And you can just jump into any single one of them that you have any interest in and play from there. Yep. Except for, well, 13 had multiple parts, but it was still 13. Um, but yeah, which you could consider those parts essentially DLC. Yeah, you don't need to know anything. I mean, there's there's similarities to the world. Chocobos are a thing in most of them. Um, actually, I think pretty much maybe all of them, Chocobos are a thing. And the so Moogles like, or Moggles? Yeah, the Moggles, they're you know, little things. So they've got stuff in there that they don't really like get into it. But, uh, you know, it's it's still pretty much... A world that you can jump into and not having touched any of the others. Final Fantasy 15, completely different world from Final Fantasy uh, 13. I mean, the gods were kind of a thing. So they have that. Bahamut, uh, Irfrit, uh, the Hydrian. Those are like things that kind of continue through but like none of like the events of final fantasy one do not take place before or after final fantasy 15 the events of final fantasy 7 do not take place before or after final fantasy 15 they're just detached so you can get into it and just start picking up the story as it goes actually wait now take that back there was one seven something. I dealt with a guy. We talked about this last week. Zyber and I, and I can't remember his bloody name. He was a gunslinger of sorts. His thing was related to seven. But otherwise, no. They're all separate. All right. Individual ones outside of like what? One very small story arc? Yeah, like Final Fantasy thirteen had thirteen <clears throat> X was it X two or something like that. It was like thirteen two. There's a couple weird ones that are tie-ins, but other than that, just uh just pick up a game from my understanding and go with it and why not start with Final Fantasy seven remaster? Hmm. Well, speaking of drop in, drop out, it looks like um the next article we have here is from uh, what is this? PlayStation Lifestyle artist Masahiro Itu further fans Silent Hill speculations with cryptic tweets. And it looks like this could be a VR game. I haven't read through this yet, though, but this could be terrifying. And I love it. <laughs> First of all, can somebody explain the, the, the look on uh, Damoc's face real quick? Blue, do you want to go after this? You've been pretty good so far. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, all of you got quiet, and all of your faces tweaked the same direction as mine. Yeah. That is a lot of teeth and a little mouth. <laughs> no, thank you. That could be um, that could be totally misconstrued. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> so Silent Hill, interesting. Uh, I uh, son of a gun, that really is a short. No, I'm having problems with this. Uh oh. Why is this? There we go. Now we're scrolling. Okay, yeah. Silent Hill is uh, a game that I've never actually got into. I was never mun for horror. 
I th- I think I remember spending an afternoon reading up on some of the Silent Hill and high or high school college. Um, it's an interesting world of mystery and suspense and thriller, but then you start throwing monsters into it, and that's way too much scary for this guy. I, I'm sorry, I am a puss, a wuss, and I do not like scary. I mean, Doom is the only reason why I think I play Doom is the fact that you get to rip and tear. Like, there is nothing better than like seeing like hell spawn and then just pulling out a chainsaw and just shredding them. Okay, I Doom's love... not even scary, man. Come on, that's a really low bar you just I, set. I know, I know. <laughs> but there's demons in it, you know. I don't know. It depends on what the hell you define as scary. I was traumatized by a lot of horror movies, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That one really, really freaking scared me. And then there was some sci-fi movie with uh, freaking mosquitoes that were like huge, and they would like stab people and literally suck them dry. Uh, Stephen King's the Langoliers, Langoliers, they're these floating balls that, like, had teeth. There were nothing but teeth and mouths, and they would just, like, eat you alive. Um, yeah, that was really freaky. So, um, yeah, kids, just be careful about what you watch when you're growing up. Otherwise, you can traumatize yourself or find that you really like horror movies. But uh, you never know if you don't try it. You either That's scare true. the shit out of yourself, or you will make a lifelong friend in those terror films. <laughs> okay, maybe don't make an actual friend from those terror films. Uh, you guys ever, you guys ever get worried that someday you're gonna sh- end up showing your kid like a horror movie, and like a couple nights later it's gonna be like, I was talking to Jason all night in my closet. It's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> probably make them uh have to go through counseling if i showed them horror movies so i don't know um, i'm excited for this if if it's in vr oh i'm ready i am so ready especially since i've been looking at vr 50 percent as like a really cool immersive experience 50 percent as like a way to actually like get some exercise without realizing i'm doing anything and this feels like it'll combine the two very very well (laughs) Yeah, just because you increase your heart rate doesn't mean uh, you're getting exercise, bud. No, 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 no. I don't think you understand. I I got a big enough space. I'll be running in the circles (laughs) until I eventually catch myself with the cord around the neck. (laughs) And then you'll join them. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Damoc, do you ever play Silent Hill? Do you uh, have any interest in this? I have played Silent Hill. Um, I played Silent Hill 2 and really, really enjoyed it, and then I haven't touched it ever since. Um, I'm interested, but I'm skeptical at the same time because what happened to that wonderful playtest that came out, and I'm not sure he owns any of it. Um, He's advertising it, but he doesn't own shit. He can't take the rights with him because it's still owned by the studio. So, maybe, but maybe not. And uh, It's really hard to say. I would like a new Silent Hill game. I would hope that it's not VR. Um, I would play I it, it if is. it wasn't. Right, and I know you like VR, but I'm not playing a, a scary game in vr because honestly i'm just not up for it i don't like scary jump shit it doesn't i i take the fucking 
the damn VR headphones or mask off and I'm going to chuck it across the damn room. I don't like jump scares. That's why I don't like anything Five Nights at Freddy. It's all jump scare stuff. And that's not my type of scare. Uh, anybody can get startled by a jump scare. Uh, I like the, the psychological, like, really get to you and months after the fact you were still thinking about it like oh my god jump scares get you in the then and the now and then once you have it it's over with and meh but i'm really excited a new silent hill game would be fantastic i did not play was it death standing death stranding whatever it was Death stranding i really want to play that it was console i don't play console games honestly i think it's june 2nd is the release date on pc something like that I could be completely yes. right. talking out of my ass, but I think I saw that somewhere. Right, but it's got all these, like, everybody's talking about how amazing it is and all of that, and that's great, and I hope it is. When it comes out on PC, I hope to pick it up for a decent price. If they're going to do full price, they can eat a dick. I'll wait for it to go to sale. But, yeah, we'll see. I'm interested. I'm not overly hyped about it because I do not believe they can be Silent Hill as he does not own the rights to it, and we need to... You know, talk more in the chat because I can still see all his fucking teeth and it's weirding me out. Yeah, I can see Blue. You did a great job of bumping things up a little bit, just enough though where he was still bothered. Um, speaking <laughs> yeah. of something that uh, Damoc Damoc is absolutely not bothered by, there is radioactive or not radioactive vodka now out there from the Chernobyl exclusion zone. I'm going to leave this to the expert over here. Damoc, take it away. <laughs> it's vodka made from plants and water from the exclusion zone of Chernobyl in Pripyat, Ukraine. And it is tested positive for everything not radioactive. We are good to go. Uh, I really want to try it. It looks super fucking amazing. It is atomic vodka, but like uh, A-T-O-M-I-K atomic, not I-C atomic. But yeah, sadly, as I looked it up and I got really fucking excited for it because uh, I want to go to Pripyat so bad so bad to you know just have a good i'm obsessed with chernobyl for whatever fucking reason i don't know i'm just a weirdo uh but yeah it it's not radioactive it's fantastic they're using it it's a way to utilize some of the exclusion zone stuff but there's only one bottle it's not multiple bottles there's only one single bottle of it that exists so yeah the Probably $400,000 price tag on it is way out of my price range. But, you know, eventually maybe they'll they'll make more vodka. But it has been tested out of the EU several times to make sure it's good. The standards are good. I'm excited. I want to drink it. But I probably can't afford it. Yeah, but what if it just tastes like shit? Like, it's like that really bad, like, rubbing alcohol vodka. I and mean, you pay $400,000 for this thing. Like, I think there's a reason why some of these bottles of scotch and liquor are so expensive. It's because I think they have a standard that they've met. They have a representative. Do these guys, have they made any vodka before, out of curiosity? I don't think do we have any idea, much less do we even know how much they're planning to sell it for, if they even have the opportunity to sell it. 
it sounds like right now they still don't know if they're even going to be able to make enough to justify selling it. They just have a website and they've got articles being written about it because it's the first product in general to come from the Chernobyl exclusion zone in, what, almost 50 years now? 40 years or so. But yeah, that's just crazy to think about. Yeah, that is. So, so Damok, did you watch the movie Chernobyl? The movie... Yeah, there's a movie, Chernobyl. Uh, let's see. It's some horror movie thing. It's not. No, I've watched document. I've watched documentaries about it. Uh, I have watched the new series that HBO came out with it. Uh, I watch a. I've played the Stalker games that were based on it, and I think it's really the Stalker games that got me obsessed with it, honestly. And then I really just started looking it up from there. And then I had a chance, but I fucked it up because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I could have gone to Pripyat. And yeah, it was a couple years ago and I just, I didn't get off my lazy ass and go and do it. Yo, actually, um, if you guys know Philip DeFranco, who does that daily news show, he's got a second channel, Rogue Rocket. They did a deep dive while the HBO series was going that was actually like really deep into what actually happened in Chernobyl, how accurate the show was, as well as some of the emerging businesses where you've got berry pickers, these families that are literally going into the woods to pick berries that are growing in the radioactive zones and then pushing them away to literally just vans on the side of the road that are like third parties that are preparing to sell to major EU distributors. And they'll literally sit there on the side of the road with these huge baskets and like do full radioactive Geiger checks with on them. And there's apparently there's a big issue with the, the limit that those EU companies set on the radioactive level of a certain basket isn't low enough to be acceptable because they're just moving some to another basket and going oh yeah now this basket checks out and now the other basket just is a little higher but it checks out now too there it's this whole weird bizarre thing that it's completely unregulated but absolutely crazy wow yeah that's uh that's a little scary if you ask me i mean, don't what i want to do is to be glowing after eating a freaking strawberry <laughs> no, you'll be alright, man. They don't actually sell any products out of the exclusion zone yet. I don't know how many of you guys how many of you guys are Rush fans. At all? I mean, I like Rush, don't ever get me wrong, but I'm not like, yeah, it's fucking Rush, the greatest band in the world. I think they're a good band, don't get me wrong. I'll listen to Rush every day, but uh, you know. I'm sure we all heard. I think I was even on the show. We talked briefly about Neil Neil Pert's passing a little while back. But um, we got an article in from app.com. Charity Craft Brew is being released by Carton Brewing in honor of him. And what does the money go to for uh, buying this wonderful Canadian lime-lighted lager? A very specific foundation that supports glioblastoma, which is the type of brain cancer he died from. 
Awesome. That's a good car. It's $21.12 for a four-pack, and it's only 5% ABV. And it's a lager. I don't want to shit it's on this, lime but it's a lager. It's a lime light. What is it? Lime lighted. Okay, that's actually pretty clever calling it a lime lighted lager, but. <sighs> oh, 2112. We're, we're all idiots. It's al- It's one of the titles of their biggest albums. Album. Yeah. Uh, okay, now I kind of want to buy it just to say I bought it. <laughs> Wait, wait, what? Where are you getting 2112 from? Look, at, so, look on the can. At 5% ABV, the beer is available in Carton's East Washington Avenue Tasting Room at $21.12 per four-pack. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. You're right. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all morons here. Blue, you should have picked like... up on that suitor. You're the one not drinking. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I forgot the... Uh... The album there for a second till you mentioned it, but yeah, it's kind of like how Bungie does this, like where they sell like shirts, like their what's the the charity shirt for? That's not a charity shirt. It's uh the dawning or whatever, like completing this quest in this book. You could get the sh- you'll get a code to take the shirt from its seven thousand seven hundred and seventy seven dollars and seventy seven cents down to like twenty five bucks. Because they love seven. It's like their favorite freaking number. Okay. But, um, <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Man, if um, this comes around, I'll buy the beer for twenty one twelve. I might as well. Yeah, let's yeah. all go in on a couple four packs and just have a, a good night listening to Rush and just pounding these, not getting all that drunk, and then switching to real alcohol. <laughs> I mean, if it if the majority of it goes to it then I wouldn't mind doing it, you know, helping out. But so I'm a little cynical and skeptical about some of that stuff. Sometimes they uh, they pocket more than they should. But anyway, uh, Damoc, you got any uh, you got any tech stuff on your head on your mind? You, you got any tech thoughts that that have uh, that been brewing? Like, is this like is this the new GNA sequence <laughs> where it's called Tech Time with Damoc? Ladies, 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 and sausages, welcome to Damoc's Tech Talk. We're going to be talking about a lot of technology. I hope that you can keep up because I'm going to talk out my ass 90% of the time. But Co can't judge me and neither can Cecil. They both promise that they won't talk shit. So here we fucking go right out of the goddamn gates. Hey, what's the brand new Intel graphics card that is coming out? Is anybody tracking that? No, because you're not reading your fucking sources that I post all the goddamn time. So if you do not know, Intel has just released its DG1 PCIe card. What is a DG1 PCIe card? Sounds like a graphics card to me. Well, not exactly. It is a software development card for their brand new graphics card that is on the line, right? The reasoning for a software development card such as the DG1, is due to there being no driver support right now for anything that Intel has on its graphics card market. Unlike AMD and NVIDIA, who have spent, at this point, untold millions of dollars in development of their driver support, right? Intel has to start everything from the ground up. And launching the DG1 
and providing it's providing to software developers is absolutely crucial for Intel. It really also shows that they are going to make a serious run at the GPU market, making this no longer a red versus green, but it will be red versus green versus blue with Intel really jumping into it. I'm very excited to see it. Early benchmarks are showing it with the new uh, unreleased Intel processors and the unnamed and unreleased GPO that Intel has. Uh, actually, they their leaked numbers are really catching up to whatever uh, the supposed leaked numbers of the 3080 is coming for but that's a big deal a lot of it is still leaks and tests mostly coming out of the gdc 2019 where people took a frame rate camera uh, attached it and were recording people playing the games on it and then literally manually counting the frames afterwards to see and they had compared it against what uh, nvidia and amd were touting as their cards Really interesting to see we could actually see a true development from the Intel side as a consumer-based graphics card. And, let's be honest here, if Intel breaks into the graphics card market and the, the DG1 card gets support from the software developers and the driver packages come out, you are now talking about a company that's going to tie their high-end processors with a high-end GPU just like AMD has been doing to produce better frame rates, which could, not saying it will, but it has the potential to really cut NVIDIA out of the game or at least make NVIDIA rethink its process and release its graphics cards at a lower price. The other part of the news is that the new 3080, supposedly 3080, we don't know what NVIDIA is actually going to name it, uh, is going to come out. Some of those leaks are looking really, really good for their graphics cards, and we're talking about a 20 to 25% boost instead of the standard 10 to 15% boost over everything. And if rumors are to be believed, they have gone with Samsung to use the EUV process for a 7 nanometer chip instead of going with what they were doing before uh, this if they went with the process we could be talking about $800 high-end cards instead of $1,200 cards because the smaller die shrink and using the process can really get you into what you're trying to do and I would be fantastically shown but in any regards AMD you're still there. You're still trying to push a new chip. We haven't really seen a lot from you yet, but I'm really excited to see it. NVIDIA, hey, you're there. We're really excited to see what you guys can do. And Intel, holy shit, man. If you guys can really pull a rabbit out the fucking hat and get this going, only one winner is going to come from this. And the winner is going to be all of us, the consumer, because a three-way competition for the graphics card market can only mean one wondrous thing. The consumer is going to get the best option for the best price. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is the wonderful, related, not quite sure. I threw it together at the last minute because I've been drinking it all day. Daymark Tech Tips! Or... 
whatever we were actually calling it because I forgot already. I've been drinking. <laughs> I think it was Daymok Talk Time or something like that. Or Tech Time with Daymok. <laughs> yep. Whatever tech it is, time it was pretty with good. Couple questions, Daymok, since you seem like you are way too into this compared to the average person. I remember seeing a video from Gamers Nexus back at CES this year. And where they did the frame counting for one of Intel's unreleased GPUs, and they were like, it's unimpressive. It's getting 30-ish frames in Destiny 2. Are they showing a totally different GPU from CES to, um, what was it, GDC or whatever? What's it called? No, it's CES 2020 and the GDC, the Games Conference 2019, and yes, so the new stuff came out roughly January 9th of this year. Um, and they are seeing a much better graphics card. You have to remember that Intel coming into this is doing it from the ground up. They literally have no driver support. That's what the the big announcement, honestly, is that they are doing the, the DG1 card. And it's a software development card. And any company that is taking graphics seriously and thinking about breaking into the GPU market is going to have to spend a lot of money on the... The, the software side of things to get driver support for video games. Uh, watching NVIDIA or watching Intel actually push out this card and making it cheap and then providing it to most companies so that they could write drivers, not exactly drivers, but make sure their software is compatible with the card and all of that. You know, it really shows that everybody said, oh, it's Intel. Intel's done this before. It never panned out. It was kind of garbage. Me and Co. have had several conversations on the show about it. But honestly, from what they are showing, and they aren't showing a whole lot, it's still very closed and they're still being relatively secret about it, aside from a couple leaks from relatively trusted sources, uh... We're not sure. It looks good. It looks like it may actually compete, but on the same end, AMD is releasing stuff with quote-unquote leaks, uh, and they are really showing that they may be competing with the new 3080, potentially 3080 Ti uh, with the new GPU market. I don't. Honestly, I'm super excited for it. But there isn't as much information as I would really like at the moment. We're still watching a bunch of leaks. We're listening to press releases. We're trying to read between the lines of the tweets that everybody is doing. And, I mean, at this point, we're resorting to high-end cameras to capture the frames of video games. And they're, they're recording them over the shoulder of the demos. And then going back to the hotel rooms and counting out the frames manually to see what we're getting. Yeah. Doesn't that have to do with the capture rate of your device? How many frames you'll actually see from from a display? It, yeah, but you're talking about high-end fucking nerds that are sitting here or high-end YouTube channel. Look at Gamers Nexus. I, I got the YouTube video pulled up now. They are one of them that is absolutely reporting on it, and they are using a very high-end camera to record over-the-shoulder footage of the screens to capture the frame rates and of as of right now, Intel has really not said a whole lot about their undisclosed graphics card and their undisclosed new processor and all of that. I believe, oh, I'm going to screw it up. It's like Smiley Lake or something. Sunny Lake, I believe. 
Sunny Lake sounds like something they would go with. Um, I also just linked in the uh, in our chat um, on the same topic. Um, did you guys see these uh, these leaked benchmarks from a supposed new AMD the Big Navi chip that's coming out with it um, yes. beating the 2080 Ti by 17 percent in some VR benchmarks? That's awesome. Yes. And if so we're going to see that competition. That. In addition to Intel jumping into this year, now I didn't see any of the uh, GDC de- um, stuff for the Intel cards, but from everything Damox saying, now that we're about to see Intel jump in with a fresh card that nobody is expecting exactly how well it's going to compete, but they seem to be really edging for that high-end market. AMD is now gunning for NVIDIA. Now, NVIDIA's only shot here is that we got to hope that with some of the leaked information being that that leaked card that we were talking about earlier that was supposedly a 3080 that beat the 2080 Ti by nearly 20% in some benchmarks, that that, that's actually a 3080. If that's a 3080, then this whole conversation is going to come down to price. Because these cards Which, could yes. be within a few percentage points of each other, but AMD has just been known over the last four years or so to just wholly undercut a, uh, Intel on the CPU side, NVIDIA on the GPU Absolutely. side. And that's so what I'm it, excited to see, because imagine, even if NVIDIA's 3080 Ti, if that's what they're going to call it, ends up being the peak performance that you can achieve right now, they're going to be forced to keep to keep putting it on sale, keep lowering the price, to actually get people to buy that high-end silicon. So if you're looking at it in the terms of if the 3080 or the 3080 Ti comes out and it's not using the EUV, which is like electro ultraviolet, whatever, to do the die shrink to 7 nanometers, if they are not doing that, then the prices are going to remain at $1,200 a graphics card. If AMD releases the new high-end Navi and the Navi is 17% faster than the 2080 Ti and $800, my money is going to go to the $800 NVIDIA, uh, AMD card any goddamn day, and NVIDIA can eat a dick because I'm not paying $1,200 for a high-end consumer graphics card. I want to. I really do, but shit, man. I got a family. I got shit that I got to do, and I, I just want to enjoy the games that, you know, I, I play 1440p. I'm not trying to play 4K, but I still need a higher-end graphics card to play at 1440p. It is what it is. If, if Intel jumps into the market and... Intel being the powerhouse that it already is, if they even took half of the reported budget and put it into the GPU market, then I don't know where AMD or NVIDIA is going to stand on. Is what did Intel do recently that really upset the balance of things? They ported over ray tracing to integrated Intel CPUs. You can play World of Tanks with ray tracing support on an integrated CPU graphics card. What do you got, Blue? What the hell is 2080? Because it sounds like this is like a standard for something like uh, 836 Steel. Okay. So it is, you had the 1080 and the 1080 Ti, and they were the GTX 
right? That's NVIDIA's way. It was a GTX 1080, the GTX 1080 Ti, the next series of cards, they went with 20 series, right? So it is the RTX, because it is the ray tracing one, it's the RTX 2080, the RTX 2080 Ti. All they did is, you know, uh, I have a shit in the box right next to me, I'd have to dig it out, but I have an old 580 you know, they went 6 series, they went 7 series, 8 series, 9 series, they went up to the 10 series. I currently have a, no a GTX 970 in my computer, right? I don't have a, a great graphics card at the moment because, fuck man, I cannot afford a $1,200 graphics card. And kudos to anybody who can and has it. Um, that's fantastic. Let me know how Witcher 3 runs because that's the one game I really want uh, I will be buying a high-end graphics card for Cyberpunk 2077. Whichever one wins the graphics card wars when it comes out in September, that's the one I am currently buying. And later on down the road, if another good one comes out, I'll see how much it actually is and maybe sell mine off. But graphics cards got really expensive and really shitty uh, because of Bitcoin, especially the 1080 Ti. The 1080 Ti is an MSRP of $650. $650. That's the TI. That is the high-end 1080Ti. However, you could use those in a massive array to mine Bitcoin. And when Bitcoin spiked to the, what, over up to 20000 per coin or whatever, um... Everybody was buying those graphics cards. They ran out of stock. They ran out of silicone to print them. Uh, no one could keep up with it because people were paying ridiculous prices. Everybody started jacking up their prices for them because they were buying them and then reselling them on Amazon and Newegg and eBay and everything like that. Uh, and they jacked up to these like twelve to $1,600 cards and people were still buying them. So then you have the next generation of GPU come out. And it's the 2080 Ti. And the MSRP for the 2080 Ti is $1,200. Seriously, NVIDIA? Get fucked, dude. Your card's not worth that much. $800 at the most is what I will pay for a 2080 Ti. Because it is not worth $1,200. You know You're why, though, they did that, correct? Well, yeah, absolutely, because the market was there and people were buying the graphics cards. It wasn't even the just prices. the market, though. It was the fact that they were the only ones with ray tracing. And there's a lot of data that shows that they needed to sell these cards at such a price to help make up for all the development cost over the years of perfecting, perfecting, I'll put that in quotation marks, ray tracing technology on a GPU. Now, it's very yeah, impressive what they accomplished. And I understand. But it was definitely not 1200 And with what they're saying with the 3000 series cards, there is no way in hell it sounds like they're going to do that premium bump just because it can do ray tracing again. It sounds like we're going to get a TI series, a, 2080, a 3080 TI card, and somewhere between $700 and $900 is what I'm, I'm predicting with this. Because if, what we're if. seeing... If they're using Samsung's EUV technology to go seven nanometer, nothing Which has been we confirmed. Which they are 
from ever from early reports, we can believe that, especially considering that if you look at from even just uh, nine series to ten series, which is the biggest jump ever, which was what a two nanometer cut down on the silicon. That was uh what tw- 1080 Ti to 980 Ti, roughly about a 27 or so percent improvement in po- in uh, power. They have to be using the seven nanometer if if it's to be believed that the 30 leaked unreleased 3080 was 20 percent better than the 2080 Ti in those benchmarks. Now- Here's the best part, and this is going to fuck everyone up. It's going to fuck up me, you, Blue, everyone that's listening. Uh, the coronavirus. Whether you want to talk about it politically or not, whether you want to talk about what it is, uh, guess what, guys? It's hit China hard. It's hit South Korea hard. Oh, wait, isn't Samsung a South Korean company that mostly does everything in South Korea? Oh, yeah. Uh, how about China manufacturing most of the silicon used in all these chips? And where does NVIDIA get their shit from? Where does Intel get their shit from? Where does AMD get their shit from? Oh, fuck. China and South Korea. So, as fucked up as it is, we might see a really nasty launch and as much as I really hope and pray and just, oh God, please don't fuck everything up. We could see a nasty launch of all the graphics cards or a massively delayed launch, meaning we get nothing this year and everything launches first or second quarter next year due to the coronavirus. I wouldn't even be bothered. You remember, we were, what, four years almost on 10 series GPUs before Get RTX Get fucked, you won't be fucking bothered, dude. Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out, and I want my high-end goddamn graphics card. But you don't want to spend $1,200 for it. I fucking get it. <laughs> I'll spend $1,200 goddamn dollars on the graphics card because I'm going to play that game at full ultra settings on 1440p, and that's going to be fucking it. I remember God it was like August. It. We were having this conversation, and you're like, I don't fucking care how much it is. I put money to the side. If the 3000 series isn't out by then, I'll just buy a 2080 Ti. I don't care. The best graphics card is going in this computer for Cyberpunk 2077. You cannot change my mind on that. Do you remember that conversation? I got a credit card that has nothing on it. So I'm like, baby, it's time to spend some money. And I can pay off $1,300 over several months, man, before I collect interest. I'll be good to goddamn go. All right. So... So here's the real shit kicker. Um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven comes out in September. So you buy don't the graphics fucking card. remind me, dude. It was supposed to be out you, in April. All right, yeah, I know. But I, you buy the graphics card, you know, maybe a little bit before instead of the day of. Get it all set up. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven comes out. The next day, the new graphics card comes out. That's even better. Are you? gonna be pissed about that uh absolutely not no nope, and i will I wait to buy the best graphics card because honestly at this point in time uh the new amd card they're going to be running open benchmarks because they're going to do early release of the cards 
NVIDIA is going to do the same thing they've always done. Early release in their graphics cards. People are going to be benchmarking it. And Intel, if Intel has any common sense, which they have actually shown that they are not fucking morons with the DG1 card, and they're doing that ahead of schedule, right, and pushing that out, they're going to be handing fucking graphics cards out to every review source possible to benchmark them so that everybody will see it in advance and they'd be like hey guys this is an exact number is 100 percent because this is still a quote-unquote review card and the drivers are not finished for them yet but this is what we're seeing you'll know well ahead of it now if we get to september and cyberpunk 2077 is right there at release date as long as the benchmarks come out and show that it can still run with a 2080 ti at 1440 be with no issue well then fuck it dude at this point i'll buy a, a 2080 ti unless they are showing that hey the coronavirus is not going to affect shipments from south korea and china and we will get the new graphics cards by then and we'll be good to go because they're talking second quarter which is coming up soon for the graphics card launch maybe third quarter which would excuse me put us around the september time frame and it will be interesting. I will wait to see what the benchmark reviews come back for, uh, honestly. But when it comes to day one, I, I really want to be able to play the game right away. And this is coming from somebody who's super hopeful of it. But because I'm sure it has some type of multiplayer tie-in or online-only tie-in, there's going to be issues with it on launch anyways. Even though CD Projekt Red, please don't fuck this up. <laughs> we can only hope and pray well ladies and gentlemen we're running a bit long um we hope that you've uh you've enjoyed this uh this wonderful technology filled podcast i feel like that's what we really have gone into we've really grabbed technology by the nuts and i really have fully understand that i need to learn more about computers because i don't know enough about this stuff but in the meantime i've got tech time tech talk with damoc to keep me in the know um damoc why don't you tell the lovely people where they can find you sir uh i mean seriously blow me at damocsucks.net dude damocsux.net that's how you get the real viruses yeah just that's how that shit works man send me that fucking email or you can always find me in the gna discord i troll the shit out of it now now is that an s-u-x or is that an s-u-c-k-s oh no no it is damox s-u-x man sierra uniform x-ray at yeah sorry all right no, it's Damoc at. <laughs> no, fuck. No, I'm tired. Blow me. Uh, either one works. Either one works. I don't know anymore. Please stop making me talk. Either one works. Please. Please stop making me talk. Opener. Vintage. Where can the lovely people find you, sir? Um, I usually like to stick my dick in the GNA Discord from time to time. But beyond that, 
You guys can uh, you guys can find me in there, really. Um, I've as I mentioned earlier in the show, I've I, I have my lightly modded Minecraft server for those that have any interest. So just uh, just send me your dick pics to at vintage DC within Discord, and I'll know that's the cue to invite you into the into the Minecraft server. Very good, sir. And I am your host, Blue Shark Forty Five. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Blue Shark 45. You can also find me on the GNA Discord, as well as TPC's Discord, Bullets and Beers, Mulehorn um, Gaming, uh, Slangel's Discord. But most of my time I spent here in the GNA Discord. Um, we've hoped you've enjoyed the show. Um, please. Rate, review, and subscribe to help other wonderful people like you find our show on all of your favorite podcast delivery services such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, my Spreaker, your tune or Spreaker, my tuner, your listen, iHeartRadio, and even Spotify. Uh, do you like oh we also have a Twitter account, GNA Podcast, um, at GNA Podcast, where you can find our pin tweet. And on that pin tweet is a link to our Discord. So you can join our wonderful Discord and talk about all the wonderful nerd related things that we do. And we also have a Facebook account. Just look up GNA Podcast on there. We are also sponsored by Humble Bundle. Uh, Vintage, why don't you go ahead and tell the lovely people about Humble Bundle? Well, Humble Bundle is a phenomenal site where you can get CD keys, you can subscribe to packages every month that give you games, but the most important thing is they've chosen to sponsor us, of all people. So, if uh, Blue, you want to drop in the chat for me the exact extension we need to put onto the end of the link, you can show them that we're helping support them so question mark what equals podcast nothing i don't know <laughs> okay question mark partner equals gene a podcast yeah what he said hundle bundle just like in the first episode all we know is they chose to sponsor us and they're doing really great things you can choose however much money you want to give to them to charity to the game developer to us, but don't do it to us, because fuck that. This deserves to go to, like, starving children or kids with cancer, the important causes, not a bunch of alcoholics that talk about tech. But yeah, so question Amen. mark equals partner dot GNA podcast. No, no, no. All right. So in the Humble Bundle link, yes. you just add on to that link. Question mark partner equals GNA podcast. Why couldn't you just type that shit out yeah, so that seriously. we could fumble over it? God damn. Because <laughs> you guys, I was typing too slow and you guys dur, were dur, flailing dur. with it. <laughs> yeah, so um, no, Humble Bundle is a phenomenal service. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna get a game key from anywhere, let it be Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle. I will fuck this up every time, and you guys know it. Um, I'm getting the word from Blue Shark that we have no idea how much we've raised this month. This is usually Cecil's job to find out, but he's not here tonight. So, yep. 
We're, we're, I'm just going to throw an arbitrary number out there. Thanks to the whole GNA fan group for raising over $5,000 for Humble Bundle this month. We'd like to expect it, and we'd like to see it again every month now moving forward. And I believe that the key network, the key charity this month is the Children's Miracle Network. That sounds like kids with cancer to me. Give your money to them, not to us. Question mark equals... <laughs> no, question mark, partner equals DNA podcast. Stop screwing them up. You're done. You're done. Post it in the goddamn chat. <laughs> How hard is it to remember it? How hard Gosh. is it to type? <laughs> yeah, no. It's very, very hard. We love Humble Bundle. They support us. Again, we don't know why, but we love it. Support Humble Bundle and their charities. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, please do that. Um, GNA Podcast also hosts uh, Horror Movie Night, ladies and gentlemen. Horror Movie Night, where we get together on cast.gg the second Saturday of every month to watch scary movies. Uh, if you're listening to this, I hate to break it to you, but I don't have the list of horror movies that we're watching but you should come to the GNA Discord before Saturday at 8 o'clock. And so you can get that link that we will post in the channel for joining us on cast.gg. Or you could just look us up, GNA Podcast Horror Movie Night. And you can join us at 8 p.m. Eastern. At that point, I think it's going to be daylight savings time. Uh... So join us there, and you can watch Horror Movie Nights. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, unfortunately, you've missed it. We do Game Show Night, first Saturday of every month, where we get together on Mixer.com slash GNA Podcast, and we play Jackbox Party Games together, like Murder... Murder, murder Trivia Party. Party. That's it. Uh, the second one. How did you get that right, but you fucked up the murder <laughs> equals GNA podcast? Like, Jesus Christ. You're I not even drinking. Too. It's incalculable, the, the intelligent level right now. Yeah, it's 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 bad. Um, so, but yeah, join there where you can actually win games and other uh, Steam keys and Humble Bundle c- codes. For all sorts of things. Oh, so please, sure to- please fucking join us. I know you guys are listening to it. It's still too late. But uh, yeah. anybody playing fucking, uh, what is it, Pathfinder Kingmaker? I already have it. I bought the Ultra Deluxe Edition when it was still on fucking Kickstarter. I bought the other edition off of Hundle Bundle to give away to somebody else. So please, please join us so I can give it away. And ladies and gentlemen, we are also thankful for rain because rain means less pollen. Yay, rain! Hey, the trees aren't going to kill you now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe just this a little bit less. This isn't the happening. I said this pre-show. This isn't the fucking happening. You're not going to put a screwdriver through your neck. This isn't the happening. No, I'm going to make him actually kill me. Make him work for it. Um, We also do anime night. GNA podcast every Wednesday night at... <laughs> 19.30 Eastern Standard Time, now soon to be Eastern Daylight Savings Time. On cast.gg, we are watching Demon Slayer currently. Um, we haven't gotten very far with that one, but uh, we're going to be hosting again on Wednesday. 
no, yes, 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 we still will be hosting on Wednesday. Um, so uh, be sure to stop by and uh, join us for Anime Night. Um, we my... have a new anime. We do? We definitely have a new anime. We're not um, watching Demon Slayer anymore? Well, we, we should definitely no. watch Demon Slayer, but we might need to deviate because I'm looking at my restricted anime folder. Oh, God, no. Help us all. I found a new anime, thanks to God, and it is the greatest anime known to man so far. It is called Interspecies Reviewers, and it is about a group of adventurers who go out and, you know, they do their adventuring thing to earn gold so that they can go to brothels and review the brothels. But it is, like, amazing brothels. <laughs> like, you want to fuck a fairy? They'll tell you what they rate fucking a fairy's like. <laughs> and you get to see it in every... As it's not... It is not porn. It is not hardcore. The only you'll see tits and nipples, and that's it. But oh my god, dude! It is the greatest show that I've seen. It's only got twelve episodes. We only have nine episodes of it, or sorry, eight episodes of it out right now. Uh, yeah, it is fucking phenomenal. We gotta start watching that. So normally in these situations, you would say that we've strayed from God. No, no. By watching Demon Slayer, we've strayed from God. By going back to that, we're starting to go a little too close to God. Oh, this is turning into too much hentai. It's so close to hentai. It is no, no, so- no. It's, it's not close to hentai. Legitimately, like the only thing it shows is boobs and nipples. I don't know. That last one but, was pretty oh, much God. there. Yeah, the last one was really there. This one actually is more humor overall and sadly it's been canceled by every network because of what it is but holy I'm not shit surprised. it's amazing and i have all of the uncensored episodes up to episode eight all right i will sit down with you at one point and we will try watching some episodes together to see if this is what we want to show the rest of the world okay too easy all right so um i'm up for some porn in the meantime we're doing Demon Slayer. We're gonna finish Demon Slayer. We've, we're still in the beginning of the uh, the first season. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you want more from this podcast, besides our Discord server, besides our tweets, besides anime night, horror movie night, game show night, you want something that's in the form of HTTPS format, then you should check out our website at www. Oh god, that hurt a little bit. GNA Podcast! <laughs> Dot- <laughs> Good shit, vintage. Good shit, right there. <laughs> oh, I saved oh. you there, and I'm so so sorry. I had to save you oh, there. I ran out of breath, dude. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. <laughs> good cover. Good cover. 
I, I, I honestly thought that you were just lagging behind. Same, same. throughout that? the whole show, we've heard like maybe 90% of what Damoc is saying and then there's cuts. So I just thought we were missing like, GNA! <laughs> Did you get in trouble there, Damoc? I might have gotten in trouble for being loud. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> we're, we're sorry, Damoc. That's why I'm lucky. I, I'm in the basement. I'm, I'm secluded down here. The only people that could yell at me is the neighbors. <laughs> if they can hear you. I hope they can. The <laughs> shit that's said in this office should never be repeated. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's where we're going to end the show for tonight. Thank you all and have a good night. Alright, gentlemen, you have a great night. Love y'all. And uh, I'll hit you up later. So, uh, Blue. Yeah. Did you forget? What do you mean? Of course not. Oh, so you didn't forget to tell the audience that they should send in these questions, comments, and hate mail over to GNA Podcast at GNA and your DNA dot one. I I mean I mentioned the email earlier in the episode. You're as useful as all these fish. I may support heart health, treat some mental disorders, may aid in weight loss and lower blood pressure. More like mercury poisoning. Shiny? GNA podcast at GNA and your DNA dot one. Healthy skin. Ugh. Night, folks.